0: Like it or not, we're back, high school hockey fans, with This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I'm Mike Hammett, along with me, my uh, panel of so-called experts in their own mind, uh, Burglar, Trasher, Dell Scanlon, and myself. And uh, Bill Jr. is on the injured reserve list, I see. What's going on with him?
1: He's injured, so we're reserving him till later.
0: Okay, well, we will, when uh, he's ready to come off the list, I'm sure we'll put him right back on the show. But until then, he's on injured reserve. Girls' Game of the Week, Burglar, you had the opportunity to go over and see Hudson take on Superior. And uh, tell us all about it.
1: Well, I think somebody tried talking me out of ha- having that as our Game of the Week last year, saying that Superior had had a couple of good games, but they weren't quite ready to take on Hudson, but we went over there anyway. Uh, it was probably uh, ominous that when we got there, we found out there was a peewee tournament going on and the game was delayed and would start at 4 o'clock rather than 3 o'clock, but it did start at 4 o'clock. First period went pretty much Superior's way. They outshot, or went Hudson's way, I'm sorry, went Hudson's way. They outshot Superior 18 to 3 in that first period and we up two to nothing at the end of the period. Uh, goals by Rose Giblin and Lexi Nelson. Um, and then in, in the second period, it kind of fell apart uh, for the Spartans. Uh, Anna Wilgren for Hudson took over the game. Uh, she had a hat trick in the second period. Uh, about halfway through the second period, Hudson was up five nothing. Uh, Superior changed their goaltender. That didn't really uh, help at all. Um, it went from five to nothing to ten to nothing by the end of the second period. Hudson added two more in the third period, um, and, and that was it. But it was pretty much Hudson. Uh, I, I was impressed. Um, uh, our our player of the week the first week, Addie Young for Superior. Uh, she did all that she could, um, you know, to 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 get Superior, you know, on the board or you know try to get things started for Superior. But Anna Wilgren is just too big and too strong and too fast and too much of a hockey player um, for uh, Superior on that day. She just she dominated the game, uh, both ends of the ice. Um, excellent hockey player. I'm sure we'll be, we'll be hearing a lot about her later um, as she led her Hudson Raiders to a 12 to nothing win in our alleged game of the week.
0: Our boys' game of the week, well, that was a little bit tighter. Eau Claire North traveling down to Alaska to the Omni Center to visit Tim Ebner and his Hilltoppers. Delmar, you had the chance to go over there and enjoy that one. Thanks, MJ. I got over there.
2: It was a very good game. The first period ended up scoreless, and I was actually ex- paying – Close attention to our – who was our reigning player of the week last week, uh, Sam Stange, and expected to see him on the board, and I saw him taking a few shots and everything, but it was a trio of sophomores that stole the show for Eau Claire North Huskies, and they scored the first goal in the second period as uh, they brought it into the zone, and just a nice pass, and uh, it was actually off, as I'm thinking about this one, this one was actually off a face-off in the second period where the face-off was won by uh, jo- Joey Kohler, brought it back to Zach Erdl, who took a shot, and it went five-hole on Weiner to give the Huskies an early one nothing lead. And about 10 minutes later, on Alaska was bringing the puck down into the zone, and it was Brennan Mason made a pass up to Boris Kaser. Kaser brought it down to the right of the um, Schrider. I got to make sure I was pronouncing his name right here. The Huskies goaltender and took two defenders with him, and they left the Onalaska Hilltopper. Uh, C.J. Lass open on the back door and Kayser made a nice pass put it into the net to tie the game at one and that's how we ended the second period the third period you saw Eau Claire North took advantage of a turnover in the defensive zone by the Hilltoppers brought the puck in deep made a pass out in front of the net to take a two to one lead and once again the Hilltoppers answered back with a goal late in the third period to tie it up. Under the scoring the same way they did the first time, we went into overtime, and it was Erdal once again scoring the game winner to win it three to two in overtime. Very very tight game, but the Huskies really outshot the Hilltoppers 45 to 25 during the game.
0: All right, Del. So the uh, three, Huskies go home there and get a road win.
1: Three sophomores. So it looks like this isn't just like a, a one-class blip on the radar for Eau Claire North. They've got young players and look like they're going to uh, be, be a thorn in the side of the other Eau Claire team over there for uh, uh, a few years to come yet?
2: It, they could be. I mean, the players were very impressive. They moved the puck around. And they know how to get their scoring chances.
0: Yeah, but Bill, you know the other side of town, that other Eau Claire teams to always get their game up to play the North Huskies for the next couple seasons. You can bet on it. Burglar, you will love to tell us about our players of the week, the girls and the boys player of the week. And the girls player of the week has a familiar last name.
1: Well, I wasn't going to go there, but I will. Okay. I did. I know. Um, yes, I, I thought we could just talk about her in her own right, um, you know, as a player all by her own self. Um, Hadley Malcolmson from the Brookfield Glacier, our player of the week on the girls' side. Uh, on Friday, she had two goals and three assists in a 5-3 to three win over Arrowhead. On Saturday four goals and two assists in a 6-4 upset win over University School. So of the 11 goals her team scored, uh, she had six goals and five assists, so she had a hand in all of the scoring for the Brookfield Glacier in two big wins on Friday and Saturday of last week. On the boys' side... Uh, from Madison West, a senior forward. Oh, I should mention that Hadley Malcolmson is a sophomore forward. Uh, on the boys' side, senior forward Colin Polkrabic, or Polkrabik or Polkravic. Covered all three names, so one of them is right, hopefully. From Madison West, on Friday, three goals and an assist in a seven-to-two win over Beloit. On Saturday, two goals and two assists in a five-to-one. Win over previously unbeaten Sun Prairie. So, Colin Polkrobic on the boys' side, Hadley Malcolmson on the girls' side are players of the week.
0: Bill, it sounds like they're both pretty well deserving. You look at the numbers there, and uh, wow, I mean Hadley Malcolmson to have that a uh, hand in all eleven goals of her team's two wins last week—that's that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and Hud uh, or Brookfield has not cracked our top ten or honorable mention. University school is sitting at number four, so that's why that was listed as an upset win.
0: Very true. And as we talked about the uh, boys' player of the week, uh, a 5-1 win for Madison West over previously unbeaten Sun Prairie. And uh, that was big news there for Madison West, who we'll hear a little bit more about a little bit later on.
1: And MJ?
3: Yes. I'm sorry. We might uh, mention that there was uh, about half a dozen boys nominated for the award, and most of them gave Mr. Paul Krabic a a pretty good run for the money, but they couldn't quite make it. So uh, to those out there that nominated players, keep doing it. We appreciate your nominations. We'll give it a close look over. Uh, It's not always about the numbers, it's about the quality of the numbers. So if a, a kid scores a whole bunch of goals in a 15 to nothing game, that's not quite as good as uh, the kid scoring four points in a five to one win over a previously unbeaten opponent. So that's kind of uh, what we go by. But keep those nominations coming. We love to see them.
1: Oh yeah! In fact, we can probably even mention that. I mean, because there was it was a good. Let's see, our our player of the week runners up. Let's say. Uh, Seth Gurky from Shawamigan Phillips, Butternut. Uh, Bryce Poschak from Notre Dame. Caden Brant Brunson from Sun Prairie and C.J. Harkins from Sun Prairie. Kind of split the Sun Prairie vote, You know, handicapped both of them. Uh, Drew Lenz from Madison Edgewood uh, on the boys' side. And the girls' side uh, nomination for Bailey Williams uh, from the Western Wisconsin Stars. So a lot of quality nominees, uh, hard to pick from um but you know we have to but uh congratulations to all those other players on having outstanding weeks
0: okay thanks a lot burglar for your input on that and one of the things we also like about when we do players of the week don't just say so-and-so had a nice game give us you know make a case for it and that always that always helps out a lot Our Patreon question, we do have one. Burglar, would you like to go ahead and uh, open the forum on this one?
1: Sure. This came from Patreon's uh, patron. Patreon patron? Okay. Um, Egan Ahern, which players and goalies... uh, I don't like the way that's worded even. It's like goalies aren't players. But anyway, which players and goalies have been impressive so far this season. Um, all right, yeah, goalies aren't real hockey players. We can say that. Um, which players and goalies have been impressive so far this hockey season? I can tell you, I mean, I, I can look at a lot of stats and stuff, but I can tell you two that I have seen um, on the girls' side, Anna Wilgren, who I just saw on Saturday, very impressive hockey player. On the boys' side, yeah, I say that, and then I'm drawing a blank. Um, Hoyer. What was his first name? For Stevens point, in the first game, uh, scored the first goal. Um, Dan. Dave, Dan Hoyer. Dan Hoyer. Very impressive as a sophomore. Speed, hands, agility, um, complete package. Uh, excellent player. Those two guys have stood out. Uh, or Those two players have stood out uh, for me so far this year.
3: And we can look at the stat sheet, like you said, it's a little easier, a little more um, objective, subjective, whatever, I always get those two mixed up for some reason, but Alex Cohen for the Hudson Raiders is a junior, he's taken over from last year's goalie Anthony Howard um, and has done a nice job, he's got a goals against of less than one and a save percentage of 955, and the A kid that Egan Ahern has probably never heard of, uh, Colin Ahern, I think his name is, um, Fond du Lac Springs, he's done a nice job too. Garrett Larson from Waukesha is in the top ten. Trevor Hudacek from Eau Claire Memorial is up there. And a couple of the players versus goalies. uh, Robbie Newton is leading the the state and scoring with 23 points. And one of my preseason picks for... Uh, player of the Year, I'm not going to say the whole title because we don't have that much time, Carter Hopman from Madison Edgewood is leading the state with 12 goals. Uh, on the girls' side, I've seen um, one girl that always impresses me when I've seen her play, and that's like three times, is Eden Gruber. She's a sophomore forward for the Central Wisconsin Storm. She's a really nice player. Uh, goaltender Pista Cowden for the Wisconsin Valley Union is having a heck of a season so far. She's very impressive every time I've seen her play. So that's my contribution to this uh, discussion, guys. Dell MJ, well, what do you got?
2: Well, I've only gotten to make it to one of the boys' games this, this year, but one of the players that kind of stands out to me, and you're not going to find a lot of a lot of him on, under points because he's a de- defensive player, uh, Ryan Gargaro from the Onalaska Hilltoppers. And to be honest, you know, watching him play over the years and seeing him develop, you know, he's a, a junior this year, but uh, he's actually going to be one, you know, on one of the players that I watched, you know, for the Davis Drewisky award later on in the year when that starts to come around. And as you start watching the diff- different defensive players from the different teams, You know, you you start trying to make your list of ones that you watch. And then, you know, we talked earlier in the game of the week, you know, three sophomores, you know, from the Eau Claire Huskies, you know, being there and involved in every goal there. It's just, you know, different ones you see. Um, Zach Erdle, who had two goals and one assist in that three to two overtime win. Uh, So – it's the different players you see now on the girl side uh, and MJ, you might have to correct me on this name, but I believe it's Maggie Henschler from the yep. fury. And, you know, she's going to be one to watch. We, and we heard burglar talk about Anna Wilgren. Uh, you look at the uh, stars, ECA stars, you've got Abigail Stowe. And, you know, so th- there's a lot of interesting players and I'm looking forward as the season goes on, to see how some of the younger ones develop and handle the high school season as it, as it goes on. But then, you know, also seeing the upperclassmen and seeing how they help bring the younger ones along.
0: Now, you know, I've uh, only got to see a couple a handful of games working in Chainsville because of being you know, at the scores table. And we've had a heavy, uh, heavy early season schedule of having home games. So, I haven't been out on the road a whole lot. In fact, I've barely been out on the road, to be honest with you. But I know one of the things I noticed was from Sun Prairie. I was impressed with their team when I did see them play. Uh, Bennett Hallbleib, He's uh, as I look here, he's got nine goals in the season. He got three of those against Janesville. He had a very, very nice game. And also the defender from Sun Prairie, C.J. Harkins, I uh, watched him and I thought he was a I thought he was a pretty good one to watch, so a uh, little bit of a defenseman getting a little bit of love there. Harkins I thought played uh, very well. Um, Madison Memorial the same thing. Uh, Parker Lindauer I like the start he's off to he's uh, he's probably their most go to player and uh, he showed it the other night when I got the chance to see them against Janesville and uh, he's a guy I really like too out of Madison Memorial. So there's a couple of them that I like. I wish I could get out more, but at this point, it, and I will eventually, but right now that's about all I've really uh, been able to see. All right, guys, you ready, to t- ready for uh, Michael? You got those top ten since Junior is uh, on injured reserve. Um, top ten boys and girls and some uh, honorable mentions that are worth mentioning. I do, and... Uh...
3: I got that song in my head, Come On Eileen. I don't know why I do for some reason. I think probably because we were talking about it earlier, but I'll try to put it out of my mind for the moment. I'm going to start out with the boys' top ten. Number one, Hudson, they keep their place from last week. Eau Claire Memorial in number two, they didn't move. Notre Dame in number three, they moved up one spot. Superior moving up one from number five to number four as did USM in the fifth spot from sixth. Wasa West moved up to number six from the eighth spot. Nina hortonville Menasha, the Rockets, kind of fizzled a little bit. They had a, a tough loss in uh, the week's play. Um, trying to figure it out. They lost to uh, Homestead, uh, so they got bumped down a little bit. They're number seven. Waukesha dropped down from seven to eight. Marquette made the big move. They moved up from the unranked, the ranks of the unranked to number nine. They are now six and zero on the year. They had a big win. They beat number ten Homestead last week. And number ten moving up from honorable mention is Spash. And uh, the aforementioned honorable mention consists of Homestead. KMMO, Madison Edgewood, Verona, and West Salem. Now on the girls' side, number one and number two and number three are all the same from last week, Hudson, Eau Claire Altoona, and St. Croix Valley. Number four is the Warbirds Beaver Dam. They moved up one spot. Rock County, fifth place. They moved up one spot. USM, they were number four last week. They are now number six this week. They lost to Brookfield. They took a big loss to uh, an undefeated team, or uh, an unranked team, excuse me, and that moved them down a little bit. Wisconsin Valley Union is seventh, remaining there from last week. Sun Prairie Co op moved up from honorable mention to number eight. They beat the, the number eight team in the state and they tied the number seven team as honorable mention, so they moved up to the eighth spot. Bay Area moved down from eighth to ninth, and Central Wisconsin Storm also dropped one spot to 10. Your honorable mention teams are both the Stars, Fox City Stars, and the Western Wisconsin Stars, guys. So we had, um, other than at the top, the top two or three, we had quite a, a, an amount of movement. So um, uh, that's the way it goes this time of year. You're still trying to settle in and uh, you're moving around a little bit. You're taking some tough losses. You're getting some big wins, and the whole thing will shake out here in a couple of months, guys.
1: Well, right, the, the first couple of top ten rankings are pretty much guesses based on you know what they did last year and who they had coming back, and once the games start playing, then teams kind of fall into place uh, in a more natural order.
0: Or you would or you would think it would be a natural order. (laughs)
1: There there have been times where there was no natural order. Last year was chaos. last
0: Last year was chaos.
3: Didn't we have a year, I don't think it was last year, maybe the year before, where it seemed like the number one team every time got beat once they made it to number one in the rankings the following week they got beat yeah
1: yeah it was either i think it, that was within, two years ago within a week or two it was yeah it was like yeah you, oh here we got a target on your back you're
3: you're, you're going down <laughs> so apparently they've put the targets away this year because number one has been staying pretty steady
0: well speaking of uh steady number ones our girls game of the week trasher you are going to go check this one out
3: I am going to go check it out. I'm going to cruise over to Hudson for a Thursday night matchup between the number one Hudson Raiders and the number two Eau Claire Altoona Stars at the Hudson Sports and Civic Center. Uh, as I said, that was the number one and number two teams in the state. And uh, also, very importantly, it's a Big Rivers battle for supremacy. Last week, or last year, actually, Hudson went undefeated in the conference. They went 6-0 and winning it uh the stars were second with four and two there are only two losses coming of course to Hudson so um stars going over there looking for a little bit of uh revenge perhaps and as Del had mentioned before Abigail Stowe is a nice player for them they also have the the Keeson girl Ava Keeson um I don't know if they've gotten Charlotte Akervik back yet or not uh that would be a big plus if they do get her back and they also have a, a young goalie, Naomi Stowe. I believe she is a freshman, and she's been doing a nice job for them this year. Certainly hasn't had too many jitters stepping up to a, a big-time game, a, a big-time team for the Stars and doing quite well.
0: Michael, will have uh, pictures and a uh, game report on that one. That comes up Thursday night. The ECA Stars going to be in Hudson to take on the Lady Raiders. Is that what they're called, the Lady Raiders?
1: We, we, uh, just, we just call them the Raiders. No, okay. I think
0: they're the Raiders.
3: The Raiders. But if they were the if they were the Red Raiders, they might be asked to change their name, but as long as they're just the Raiders, that's okay.
1: The Raiders. The old
3: Howard Cosell,
1: the Raiders.
3: I was thinking Chris Berman.
0: Yeah. Boomer. Right, Boys game of the week. Going to be down here in the sand south as uh in the big eight we got a matchup of verona taking on madison west at 7 30 on friday night uh, big eight battle west uh off to a nice start this year uh they beat sun prairie last week and verona's been hot and cold all year so far they haven't won back-to-back games i got a feeling they're gonna buy this time uh on friday but uh this should be a good test for uh verona as they take on Madison West we'll have pictures and a good story about that one friday night down in madison the big eight battle between verona and madison west i will be there to bring it to you right here on wisconsin prep hockey pictures and a story
1: if lori lets uh, you
0: why wouldn't she
1: i don't know you're the one who brought it up
0: why wouldn't she okay i'm the man of the house <laughs> uh oh! She just walked in the door.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: um, guys, uh, Trasher kind of must have really had some spare time because he jotted down a few games this year that it's, this week that are uh, some as he calls them interesting matchups. And uh, Delmar, I see that uh, on the girls' side, there's a couple of them that he has written down. Anything you want to uh, elaborate on at all? i guess not must have went away
1: dave's not here
3: (laughs) (laughs) neither is Dell. yeah no i'm dave well um, we can start at the top of this right all right so um interesting matchups all i guess that means we all talk about it i'm here i'm just giving the audience a little insight into our show note formatting here um girls side uh couple of the games that we had considered as uh, possible games of the week. Um, on Tuesday, the Metro Lynx playing Rock County at the, the Edwards Ice Arena. I believe that's commonly known as Telfer Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a good Badger Conference showdown. Rock County is currently in first, but it's early yet, though. And uh, one disadvantage here that the Lynx is going to have... Although just maybe a small disadvantage is they're going to be without their goaltender, Sydney McCursey, for a couple of weeks due to injury. And I don't know if it's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, what it is. But I saw the Lynx play up in uh, at Greenhack on Saturday against the Storm. And Gwen Parker played. Um, the junior did a very nice job, I believe, if I remember right, she had about 40 saves in that game did a really nice job so they had actually been splitting time i know mccursey was the big name she had been last year had i think gotten more playing time but um so they're going to be without her so that'll give gwen parker a chance to play they they got a nice team this would be a good pretty good contest i think at the edwards ice arena the Lynx and rock county
0: these two teams play in the same sectional. Michael, and this is a uh, this is a big game for both of those teams. When it comes to sectional seating, um, this one may be one of them that each team points to.
1: Yeah, another games of note that you may want to take in if you're in the area on Friday. We've got uh, Hayward making the trek all the way across the state uh, to play Bay Area at Cornerstone on Friday. On Saturday, a couple of games. Uh, Central Wisconsin heads west, plays St. Croix Valley at the Wildcat Center at 2 o'clock afternoon start. And Verroqua will be playing the Metro Lynx at the Madison Ice Arena Saturday night. So those are some other interesting games on the girls' side.
0: Boys' side games, looking at Tuesday, uh, Spash is going to be taking on Northland Pines at 7 o'clock, and Madison Edgewood is at Madison Memorial at 7.30 on Tuesday night. That's another one of those interesting matchups that uh, Bears mentioning. Also on Thursday, Notre Dame goes over and takes on Stevens Point at seven fifteen. That should be a pretty good matchup. And Nino you know, Hortonville-Monasha takes on those Anago red Robins on Thursday night as well. Uh, Bill, anything you want to elaborate out of those uh, first couple games?
1: Um, just that I think that that Nina hortonville Manasha, Anago game, is a Friday night game, if I'm not mistaken. And if I am, it would not be the first time. I tend to be mistaken a lot.
3: Well, I could have done a little errant copying, cutting, and pasting and might have put it in the wrong slot. It's very possible.
1: Trasher, you don't make mistakes.
3: I make errors.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a Friday night game. Um I think I may have to take that one in. Um, I, I've been a fan of the the Nino, Nino hortonville Manasha Rockets and um, what's his name? Man, I am horrible with names. Alec Elkin. Alec Elkin. Yeah, my, my, my preseason pick for player of the year. Alan mm-hmm. Elkin, I can't remember his name now. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you just turned sixty, play. so I know you, everything. We'll is, give you a break. It it, it all goes downhill fast mm-hmm. here. <laughs> um, yeah, we got that, and then Northland Pines at Fonny Springs, and just just to let folks into some of the scientific method that we go through, you know, to pick our games of the week, is you know first we list all of the games that we think are going to be interesting, and you just heard a bunch of them that didn't make the cut for games of the week that we thought were interesting games. And then the scientific method comes in of, okay, who can actually make it to one of these games? (laughs) That's usually what determines what is our game of the week. That's a big determining point. Can somebody somebody make it to one of these games?
3: Hey, here's a point. Maybe we can make a special request, perhaps. If we ever have, like, this monster game that nobody can go to... Here's a here's kind of a a thought that I just had. Well, we, Maybe we, we can we, we've we've done that in the past. Where we, we've gotten, we can we can find somebody a correspondent yeah. to take it on for us. We, we've we've done that before. Did that work out? Oh, yeah. You
1: think? Yes, it did.
3: So we, we in, in
1: the 50-some years we've been doing this, we, we've tried every little gadget that there is. <laughs> that one has worked.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we, okay. We, shit, that makes me. Mm, let's see. 91 holy crap yeah anyway so we wouldn't be averse to doing that right then if like say number one superior was taking on number two New Richmond up in uh, at Westman we could send somebody up there or grab grab somebody from the area and maybe have them write a story for us
1: it, it's been known to happen and it's worked quite well but yeah otherwise like I said we usually you know who can get to a game that's why you end up with a lot of you know, games at Anago as their game of the week. Anago
3: and cause, Wisconsin Because it's, it's,
1: it's only four blocks away.
3: <laughs> he can walk there, folks, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. He, like he doesn't MJ, ever, but...
1: No, like if MJ couldn't do the uh, Madison West at uh, at Verona game, well, boy, Nina Horton from Monash and Anigo looks pretty good. I can get over there.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm.
0: right guys we got another patreon question and it comes from jeff Sauer. jeff says outside of hudson eau claire at this time do you think that there is a lot of parity this year do you think this is ironic with the two divisions looming
3: well we, we had we had talked a little earlier or i had talked a little earlier about um the, the rankings number one and two, number one and two teams have stayed pretty static the whole time. Um, yeah, it seems like there's parity because there's a lot of flip flopping around. But I mean, like Burglar said, early in the year when you have the, the by guess, by gosh top 10, probably, you know, in all honesty, probably the first month or so, it, there's going to be a lot of movement. But once they settle in, then I think you'll see the cream rising to the top. Um, there could be parity. Could it have something to do with teams not having as many players? Or you know, there's got to be like an underlying factor if that is true. So, uh, burglar, I don't know if you would have any thoughts on that or not.
1: Well, I, I'm just kind of quickly going through the conferences, and you talk about parity. Well, you know there really aren't a whole lot of unbeaten teams anymore this uh-huh. season. And generally, they're, you know, one year. I mean, one year. Do, do we not one year have three unbeaten teams going to the state tournament?
3: Either going to the state tournament or getting to, like, the, the sectional finals. I think it was actually
1: in the state tournament. There were three un, three unbeaten teams. Uh, I think that was your Stevens Point won it. Uh, they were one of the unbeatens. But yeah. I mean but yeah, I I, I saw like Sock Prairie, I think, is unbeaten. Um, they may have just played a bunch of conference games so far, but they're you know, Eau Claire Memorial I believe is unbeaten. Um, Hudson's unbeaten. But not a lot beyond that. It's you know, they're yeah, I mean like Nina Horton Villanasha gets knocked off. Um yeah, I, I think other than, you know, a couple of teams at the top, they're, everybody else is just kind of battling it out for the next tier.
3: I'm going to try to do a little research here and see what I can find out about previous, uh, that state tournament that Burglar was talking about. Um, I, there's actually, from from what I'm seeing from the notes that I have, Hudson, Eau Claire Memorial... Um, New Richmond at three and O, Marquette at six and O are the only unbeaten untied teams. Madison Edgewood is four O and one. On the girls' side, Hudson, the Stars, the Warbirds are all unbeaten, and other than that, the Wisconsin Valley Union is three O and one. Everybody else has at least one one loss, and I mean to me you would think maybe at this point of the year especially on the boys side there should be more undefeated teams but you know that could go along with the scheduling uh, a tougher opponents versus you know for example like West Salem Eric Bory you know they they have a nice record down there and he's always trying to, to toughen up his team for the tournaments by hooking up with a harder schedule so but the byproduct of that then is you're going to have a tendency to lose a few more games your your team will be stouter at the end i believe but your record won't be quite as pretty guys
0: which makes all the sense in the world michael why thank you well guys uh should be a interesting week of games and uh, we'll have our stories for the girls game of the week and the boys game of the week congratulations to our two uh, players of the week and maybe bill jr will be back next week off the IR maybe he won't um, at the final segment of the show guys anything you want to uh, anything you want to uh, get off your chest open form right now have at it
1: well, I, I just have to say that we we have to have uh, Junior back next week because as this podcast has gone on, um, with me at the technical controls, we've lost Dell. Um, you have turned into a man in a bottom of a tin can, um, and so the whole broadcast itself is ju- it is just going to hell. That bad, huh? Now you're back normal.
0: Did you just oh, crawl man. out of that?
1: Were you, were you, did, you, did you go to the? Were you in the bathroom?
0: <laughs> no, I, tight, I, I tightened up the strings on the uh, two tin cans.
1: Yeah, all right. Anyway, yeah, let's. Well, let, 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 let's things, let's cut our losses here. <laughs> well, one,
0: one of the things one of the things I I've got that I want to talk about, um, goalie parents, hockey fans, read the story that Trasher has posted on the website about stats. Uh, Michael, you uh, sent this out to all of us, and I read it, and I know, I figure probably all of us read it, and it it sure makes a lot of sense, and I think it was uh, pretty important that you went ahead and uh, passed it along, and uh, you want to give a little bit of insight on it quick?
3: Well, you told me to post it, so I did. Um, It was actually a piece written by... Um, the guy that covers the the North Dakota, University of North Dakota, uh, I can't think of his first name, uh, Brian Schlossman, I think it is, I know the last name is right, but he's been covering um, hockey out there for 15, 20 years, and he got this information from the UND stat team, and there's actually, at, at the, I don't know if you guys read it, but at the beginning of that article, there's a link that you could click on, and it would take you to a lot of in-depth stuff that the stat team does, and, and uh, it's really interesting. I mean, they have like, I don't remember what they had, like seven or eight people doing stats for a game. I mean, they had people in the penalty box, they had people upstairs, they had... You know, people in the score booth. They had people on the end of the rink. They have people out in the crowd. It was like a lot of people, and I, I was just amazed. But um, I, I had to laugh because the um, in the one part of the article they had said that the media came up into the the, the room where these guys were doing the stats, and um, the the one the one writer told the the head of the stat crew that. The coach of the other team questioned his shot um, numbers as far as what he thought they were. Um, and the guy was taken back because he said that he takes a lot of pride in doing that and they work really hard at doing it. So that night, he went home and before he went to bed, they ran through the videotape and counted all the shots on goal and he said they were exactly right. So, um, this UND stat crew really takes a lot of pride in their work, and uh, Mr. Schlossman got his information from these guys who have it number one priority to be accurate, to be correct, and uh, they work at their craft really hard. So, yes, it was a very interesting article, and there was a lot of really cool background. So, anybody that's interested in, in stats or hockey in general, this is uh, actually a very nice read. So there. I
0: hope that was short enough. No, it was. I I read it too, and you know I think it clears up a lot of things for where you, uh, you know, parents or you know people working the scores table, you know, clear up what a shot on goal is, and um, you know maybe it can help stats be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more accurate for some people, as uh, it can be sometimes. You know, kind of a well. That was this. That was that. Well, when really, it wasn't. So, uh, read that. Check it out. Great yep. read. And, um, and
1: from 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 Brad Elliott Schlossman of the famous of, of the Schlossman Cutoff fame.
3: Uh yeah. Drive until you I, get
1: to the Schlossman Cutoff. When you get out, I, get out of your car. Cut off your Schlossman.
3: You <laughs> I knew I got the <laughs> the last name right. I forgot the first name, Brad. Okay. B.R. Brad. Yeah, Brad Bryan. Yeah, it's a good read. Um, the one thing in there that I was kind of, I really didn't know about when they talked about the the power play with the, the major and how you couldn't be per- perfect in the power play because there would always be one more second left that would have an opportunity and you would fail like the last second of the five minutes So the best you could be would be like four for five or whatever the number came up with. So I think last year, maybe the year before, um, the Scoring Live uh, program was counting um, a major as one power play chance. And if they scored three goals, they would have had a 300 uh, power play success rate, three for one. So (laughs) I think they got that figured out now, but it was very interesting. You're correct.
0: That is a very interesting one. Number one there is I take a look at it on the major power play. But anyways, check it out. Michael's got it on the uh, front page there. Um, And uh, read it and uh, you may learn a thing or two. So, guys, uh, anything else you want to uh, let everybody know about or you think this uh, train wreck's coming to an end? Um, well, uh, we could
3: talk about Patreon again. Uh, we want to thank our patrons of Patreon that have supported us so far this year. And if anybody else is interested or is wondering what it's all about, you can just go on the website and uh, I believe it's on the front page, upper right-hand corner. There, I believe there's a button that you can click and find out a little bit more about it. Um, we really appreciate your support. It helps us get out and about uh, and do our job. Um, It makes it a little easier for our wives to stomach the fact that we are going away from them sometimes when they would rather have us buy them, uh, especially if we get uh, like a a dollar or two that we could buy them a trinket or something. So um, check that out. It helps us out. You're supporting what we think is a really good website. Obviously, we do. Otherwise, we won't be doing it. And uh, we appreciate your support, as always.
0: Bell, anything you want to throw in there? Nope. Nope. All right, that'll do it for uh, Del Mar, who's probably headed off to bed. Trasher, Burglar, Bill Jr., who will be off the IR pretty soon. I'm Mike Hammett. Catch you next week on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. That is all she wrote. Yeah, I think you gotta
3: do Come On Eileen as the bumper. We've done that one for, haven't we? Maybe not this year, have we? I don't even know.
0: You could do Come On Feel the Noise by Quiet Riot. There you go. Come on feel the noise. I absolutely hate that song. Really? I've hated it since day one. Oh, no. It's all right. not a fan okay um all right so i got friday night okay i will take care of that you got friday night hey burglar
3: yeah can you um plug in the players of the week and the game of the week do you have time to do that yeah are you gonna stay up for a while sure and i'll do the top 10
1: all right Okay. I, just, I just broke the Badger North page. i got to figure out how to fix that now. Okay. All right.
3: Have a nice night.
0: Bye. All right, guys. See you later. Adios. <whistles>